All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's magical world. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 281. Eric, Micah, and I are here this week. As always, it's our big 10th anniversary show, and we're so pleased to have on this week, Jamie. Welcome back, Jamie. Wow, this is this is overwhelming. This is... <laughs> this we, is... Oh, we were God. just talking before recording. You, re- you haven't changed a bit. Yeah. You truly have. Guys, you guys would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> No, I mean it. You know, every once you know, we've been doing this ten years now, so people can really change in ten years. But you haven't. I'm so no. happy. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm going to take that as a compliment. I, I I can't believe, literally can't believe, and I'm using that word properly, literally, that it's been ten years. Yeah, I know. Me neither. I don't know what the hell we've done the past ten years. Yeah. So really? is that ten years since our first episode? Right. The, the so the first our first episode was Friday August seventh two thousand or well it was yesterday fr- let me try that again it was on August seventh two thousand five whatever day of the week that was so yes it has been a full ten years now amazing I'm yeah. speechless yeah. I'm actually speechless yeah well because I was thinking about this a lot over the past week I don't think I've done anything anything for ten years other than MuggleCast I've breathed for 10 years i've you you know you've yeah i mean you've developed as a fine upstanding member of the human race andrew debatable debatable but true true but but, you know like like a a job or even a friendship like you know other than you guys of course (laughs) i think i only know what i've only been friends with one other person and that's maybe 11 years (laughs) laura what is that what does that say about you? It says <laughs> I had no friends. <laughs> well, maybe you get to eight years or something and you just cut them out of your life. Yeah. For some I, people, that's what's happened. <laughs> I will say being a podcast and being 10 is is special because 2005 was the year where podcasts really started coming out. And so it's it's a badge of honor for us all being a podcast that's 10 years old now because not many podcasts have made it this far. Yeah. Um, and all of the newer podcasts uh, be hating because we're so senior to them. Um, but no, I, I think it's it's really just a mark of how everlasting Harry Potter 
is and how we've been able to stick through it all these years is a testament to the the great crew we have in co-hosts yeah and we and we like each other come on yeah yeah co-hosts not just co-hosts but friends well i mean yeah friends if i'm being honest we did just want somebody on from the uk so you were able to fill that (laughs) hole jamie (laughs) i should thank you so available (laughs) <laughs> sorry guys i'm busy i've moved on <laughs> we we, we st- so we started this podcast it was uh ben kevin and i and we started it after asking around in the MuggleNet staff forums you know is anybody interested in this and i was really inspired by a tech podcaster leo laporte who i still listen to and you know we thought wouldn't it be cool if we did a harry potter one as well and we had no idea what to expect would is people... Leo coming on the show today? Is Leo coming on the show? No. That would be cool, though. I'm a big Leo yeah. fan. That would be cool. I remember. Now, see, I have a theory. and Andrew's pretty unflappable under pressure. You know, he's done a lot of big stuff. But but there is, there's a list of, like, three or four people where when he sees them or when he, like, <laughs> talks about them, he, like, he just, like, his eyes start vibrating and stuff, and, and he can't take it. One of them is Theo Laporte. The other one is John Stewart. Like, for example, and I'm, I'm sure we talked about this on a previous podcast when we saw him and Stephen King and J.K. Rowling yeah. at, uh, where, where was that, guys? Radio that, City. Radio Musical. City, yeah, yeah. And uh, Andrew didn't realize John Stewart was coming in, and uh, and he came, he came on, and I was just looking at Andrew because the reaction was brilliant. He was like moving and like his neck his neck was twinging and he couldn't believe it yeah it was edgy well you're gonna say it wasn't now are you no i well maybe i, I was probably genuinely surprised that john stewart was there yeah but i, I forgot all you, about that you actually. were fanboying you no, you were fanboying. okay well all right so yeah leo and i would say bruce springsteen it's just those two. oh yeah what about bono bono oh, yeah. well come right. on it's bono of course mm-hmm. so the, those are the top four we we were able to uh but then, how out. about the boss playing off John Stewart the other night, Andrew? You oh, that really... was magical. I've watched it yeah. four times already. Yeah, that was really <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, uh, where were we going with that? Oh, so I mean, it was just really amazing that we that people were interested in a Harry Potter podcast, and it's a great year to actually be turning ten because there's really been this resurgence in podcasting. Do you still listen to podcasts, Jamie? Do you listen to any right now? Yeah, I do it. I do it kind of intermittently. Like I'll get really involved in a topic, and then I'll go around having a look at what the podcast is saying mm-hmm. um, on it. But there's there's one, and I won't name it. That I was getting back into writing recently. Really wanted to improve my writing, and I listened to one that was popular, and someone at work was raving about it. And it was basically someone talking for ages with loads of ums and loads of ahs, no like music or editing or anything. And I just, I was, um, I just couldn't take it. So I just turned it off. So like, I like a well-produced podcast, you know, that's easy to listen to. And that takes quite a lot of skill in the back end to make it easy to listen to. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, if you, we released our first episode the other day, we put it back in the feed to kind of commemorate 10 years. How was it? (laughs) I mean, for, at the time, it was good, and I'm still proud of it. It was our first episode. I mean, what fine. can anybody expect from it? Yeah. Um, but listening to it back now, like, if that was how we were today, <laughs> me in particular, I think I, I, I didn't have much of a personality back then. Oh, so don't be so hard on yourself. I was re-listening to Jamie and Mai's first episode yesterday, uh, which was episode three, also released in August, but like two weeks later. And I was completely unbearable. I can't, I cannot stand myself. It was, but it was clear. I think, 
I think it was clear that this was the first time we were doing anything like that. It was certainly the first time I had ever done any kind of speaking or ever been called on to answer a question that I was passionate about answering. Mm -hmm. So I just have to say my insight from re-listening to the beginning of MuggleCast is that the audience was forgiving, but the audience were were also exactly like we were. You know, they it, it helped that the majority of them were our age and were growing up with Harry just as we were. And we we really, I feel, connected with the the audience of our peers. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So what you're saying is, go on, Micah. Yeah. No, because we even still hear it a lot today in, in other podcasts that we do that they all started listening to us or, or we were the people that really got them into podcasting in the first place. And you know, it, it's always we do great hear that to constantly. hear that there they no started yep. with MuggleCast. And uh, to me, podcasting, though, it, it's – and uh, we were just at a convention not that long ago – and uh, we're at a panel where we had a bunch of different podcasters from a bunch of different backgrounds talking about their shows. But to me, podcasting in a way still has to be organic content and not overly produced. You know, I, I always see a lot of times people taking radio shows that, that they do and throwing them into podcast format and throwing oh, them yeah. up on iTunes. And to me, that that's not a podcast. Like a podcast yeah. is what... Uh, we're doing here where it's it's four people who had previously never met each other before who are who are gathering around a topic that interests them and and making it into something that is enjoyable for other people to interact with and yeah. um, that's what's been so great about this is is being able to interact with those listeners to meet them in person to get their feedback and to just have a a discussion that has spanned 10 years and and some of it I'm sure has been pushing the envelope a bit at times as we came up with ideas of things to talk about. But, uh, you know, somebody mentioned earlier just how, you know, podcasting has, has really caught a second wind, uh, in, in the last year or so. And, and just for Potter specifically, all this news that's making headlines and the fact that we still have another theme park to open and three new movies on the horizon. I don't think this podcast is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, nice. I like that. That that was like a monologue that deserves some <laughs> special music behind it as well. But I, well, I agree. Andrew can handle that in post production. Yeah, Andrew, that's your job. That's your job. The post production Sorry, job. Drop but off. but also, you know, it's it's hard to build a community of of engaged people online. But we, I, from what I remember, we weren't really focused on that at all. It was more about like connecting with people and just having a chat and talking about something like you say, Mike, it interested everyone. So it kind of happened. Growth kind of happened organically as well. And that's the best way to build a, an audience that mm -hmm. like the same things that you do as well. It's actually a great um, day for us to be doing this because I did a tour at the BBC studios in Bristol today and I got to go on the green screen where they record the news and pretend like I was a news reader. So I was kind of practicing my audio podcasting skills. You're yeah. warming up for tonight. Nice. I was warming up, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a good day. Good yeah, day. Yeah, I think and getting back to I mentioned, you know, I was inspired by Leo's podcast this week in tech. It's always been laid back and not highly produced. And I like that and i like that we do that here i i don't either really like the highly produced podcasts i like these casual conversations and over the years one of the things we've heard the most and we were almost touching on this a couple of minutes ago is that people consider us their harry potter friends when we 
hear from people, I one of the things I hear most often is, uh, you guys are like my Harry Potter friends. I listen to you and I feel like I'm sitting in on a conversation about Harry Potter. And that's exactly what we want to do. It's a laid back conversation and people really connected with that. And you'll hear uh, people called in. We asked for people to leave their voicemails and we're going to play them at the end of the show. Um, I'm really excited about that to kind of, you know, turn the mic around, so to speak, because we haven't done voicemails in a while. What, and they have and what- some really nice things to say. One of the other great things to to hear from the people who have listened to the show is that we really provided an escape, I think, for a lot of people. That's that's something that we've heard through through emails and through voicemails and through social media over the course of the last 10 years is whether people were going through a difficult time or having a difficult day or just wanted to get away from what was going on, you know, we were what they turned to, what they listened to because they knew that they were going to enjoy themselves they were going to laugh and well we built uh, an entire section powerful about stories it. chicken soup for the muggle castle was a oh, thing yeah. that we read week week in week out on on this show and it was a barrage of those stories and the, you have to realize uh listeners just how special that was to be able to fuel a segment like that yeah um and the fact that we continue to have it uh continue to hear it absolutely um, through this, it's and I know we'll be getting into like favorite moments later, but, but I mean this, the fact that we were able to do something for so long that meant so much to so many people is a gift uh, that I think we all we all respect and appreciate and realize um, how special it is. So we have a bunch of stuff like that planned for today. It's going to be a non-traditional show, and like yeah. I said, Jamie, we're glad you're here. We have a message from Laura we are going to play in just a moment. She wanted to say hello to everybody, even though she couldn't be here. But before we do that, it's time for me to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. They are the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 180,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of MuggleCast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their great service. And today, I want to recommend Armada. Now, if you've read Ready Player One, and you should, because it's really good. If you've read Ready Player One, you need to check this out. This is Ernest Klein's new book. It was just released. It has great reviews on Audible I'm seeing right now. So it looks like people are enjoying it as much as they did Ready Player One. And the reason Armada is so good... It's because Ernest kind of kept going with that success he found in Ready Player One by making the this new book infused with pop culture. It's it's another video game esque world. It's it looks fantastic. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to very soon, but I can't wait because I just loved Ready Player One so much. And just like Ready Player One, this book was also narrated by Will Wheaton, as you may know, <laughs> is one of the world's most visible nerds. So he's fantastic. It's fantastic that he came back uh, to narrate Armada. So check out Armada. Check out Ready Player One. Get either of those books or any other book on Audible for free. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast, and we thank them for their support over all these years. Um, we have a message from Laura. She wanted to be on the show today, but she's traveling, uh, but she recorded this message. So isn't she busy autographing millennial postcards? I saw her post on Facebook today. Yes. <laughs> you're referring to my other podcast, millennial, <laughs> millennial show.com. That's exactly right, Eric. Thank you. Okay. That's why she can't be on MogulCast. Okay. Shameless plug. Yep. Exactly. Jamie, check it out. All right. Here, uh, just, uh, here, here is a message from Laura. 
Hey guys, this is Laura. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to be with you all to celebrate MogulCast's 10-year anniversary. Sure. But I wanted to make sure to say a few words to convey how much this show has meant to me over the years. So when I was 16, I never would have imagined I would become involved with a project so far-reaching and so meaningful to tens of thousands of people around the world. I'm so thankful to our listeners for their support over the years. Thank you for caring about what we have to say and for giving us a platform where we were able to say it. I know I've said this before, but I'm a natural introvert. So all those years of involvement on MuggleCast really helped me to develop my voice. And since then, I've actually joined Andrew and a few other MuggleCast alums <laughs> in developing other shows. I yeah, don't think for the many invite. people can say they're lucky enough to meet some of their best friends by spending countless hours producing a show about Harry Potter. And even though it's been many moons since I was involved with MuggleCast, I haven't forgotten all the amazing opportunities and experiences I got to share with my friends because of this show. I also have to say that it's incredible to see MuggleCast going 10 years strong. I don't know if this is still the show slogan, guys, but it really does go to show that no theory is safe. It also speaks to the quality of the fandom that this show is a part of. Harry Potter fans are absolutely, without a doubt, the best fans in the world. So thanks, everyone, for sticking with us all these years. And I'd especially like to give a shout out to my fellow original co-hosts, Andrew, Micah, Eric, Jamie, Kevin, and Ben. The show was and is fantastic, and I'm excited to see where it'll be in another 10 years. Take care. I love all of you. Bye-bye. Love you, too, Laura. So there we go. That was nice. We don't even need a show. She covered everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Laura's right, though. I was an introvert as well. I mean, I still am. I I hate... I was at a party last night. I absolutely hated it. But um, (laughs) I'm just naturally introverted. But I love doing this podcast, and I I did develop my voice that way. I am, too. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I'm a a comfortable introvert. (laughs) What does that mean? It, it it means I'm comfortable with myself. I've grown into myself, Andrew. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Okay, sorry. There you go. Again. Oh my gosh. There yeah, you go. No, I'm I, proud of myself. I, I agree. I, I would I would echo what Jamie said too. I think you know maybe with the exception of of Eric and Ben, uh, we're all a bit introverted. I, I think Eric is much more of an extrovert, much more of an outspoken individual. He can he can speak to that himself. My but detriment. Yeah. He on. can spiel about that. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, since you're back, we obviously had to ask you to come up with a British joke of the day. This is, of course, the segment you would always do back in the, the MuggleCast heyday, the, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> eight years ago, nine, <laughs> <laughs> ten. Ugh. So, please, uh, g- g- entertain us. Oh, well, you know, there's like eight, nine, ten years of expectations, and this has to be a good one. (laughs) And uh, anyway, look, I won't jinx it. So here goes, everyone. What do you call a fish who performs brain surgery? Is there significance to the fact that you elongated the pronunciation of brains no there is not i was just having a moment of panic that this joke is gonna bob (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry for calling out on your introverted panic Uh, that's that's no problem at all we're all friends here uh i don't know what 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 is the fish called a neurosturgeon (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) what a neurosturgeon (laughs) 
Some things never change. <laughs> Some things don't ever change. That reminds me. That reminds me. This is a show where we're going back in time. That, that reminds me where we were driving through someplace. Can't remember <laughs> I know where. exactly what you're going to. Is this going to be the Thai story? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you point to a restaurant. Do you know what, guys? I don't think I've ever had Thai food. I was like, <laughs> um, what? <laughs> thai food. Brilliant. Still it, remembering that. Yeah, that was in that was in L.A. And in addition to being introverted, I also did not live a life outside of my virtual one in The Sims Online and on MuggleNet. <laughs> so I did not know what Thai food was, nor well, you're ever the then. word. <laughs> you're forgiven then. It's fine. So neurosurgeon, right? A person who does brain uh, surgery yeah. and sturgeon is a fish. So it's neurosurgeon. Okay. okay. Pretty, <clears throat> pretty simple, really. I mean, well, I mean, you have to know that sturgeon is a fish. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty rare. Definitely. Yeah. All I know about fish is what appeared in Pixar's Finding Nemo. So if it wasn't in there, forget it. <laughs> uh, I should have made a joke on that then. Yeah. Popular, popular fish. Right. Yeah. All right. So we wanted to, again, with it being the anniversary show, we wanted to do do a lot of looking back. So I thought we could take turns just recalling some of our favorite moments from the show over the past ten years. We've done a lot obviously um mine of course one of them and this is also one of the listeners favorites was the 12 hour live show we did <laughs> this was easily the biggest project i think besides pickle pack that we ever took on with this podcast i don't even know can anybody remember why we did it was it I remember us just chatting and trying to come up with a challenge, wasn't it? But I, I remember being the guy who was like, hey, guys, why stop at 12? Why don't we do 24? <laughs> 36. And then yeah. someone was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, Jamie. So I'm looking in on the website now. We did this back in September 2007. It was episodes yeah. 109 through 113. <laughs> Wow, that's a range, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's how we got so high in our episode count so quickly. We had uh, just yeah. done a, a Were single Were we all live show. on for 12 hours? No. 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 I we think that's one, one of the reasons that it worked. Yeah. I'm looking at the show notes now. Andrew, Jamie, and Laura entertain you for the first two hours. Pickle Pack reopening soon for a limited time. Dan on Broadway? <laughs> what, those were the show notes? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it looks Sounds like, like a hell of a show. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember calling like Pizza Hut live on the air or something and ordering a pizza at one point or something like that. You nice. definitely called me at one point. Yeah. I, I remember being at a wedding when this was going on in Nantucket. Oh, how convenient. Oh, I can't be on, guys. Sorry, I got a wedding. I think yeah, like, yeah. I was headed to work or something in a movie theater. And you guys, I called, I think I remember talking for like 30 minutes, but it seemed like... There were people who stood, who stood, who stuck out for the whole thing, um, who like that listened to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And by that, do you mean they just left it up on their computer screen and fell asleep, or? Yeah. You know, it's impossible to say. I don't think the numbers really support either way. <laughs> but no, no, people listened to the entire thing. There were listeners who were very actively engaged, and I think it was over like on live stream, right? Um, or you you stream under live one of those yeah, things. Yeah. And like the chat was always very active. We've always had very active chatters. I remember back in the beginning of MogulCast, the uh, fan chat room that we had, it was just on AOL Instant Messenger, on AIM, at any point, you could go into a chat room. It was just called MogulCast, I think, and uh, and there would be people discussing Harry Potter. It was a real big moment, I think, and uh, 
in 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 just chatting in general chat rooms the fact that that was always there um as a really good resource and and yeah but in general in the live show um there were a lot of people who actively actively listened to that and that was really cool Jamie, I see that was your one of your favorite moments too. What 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 about the twelve hour show did you like so much? It was just cool, wasn't it? Doing something a bit different. You properly felt like a radio DJ, like yeah. you know, doing a twelve hour stint. I mean, I seem to remember us doing it for longer, or or I remember coming back. I swear I came back a bit later or something. Maybe I didn't. But anyway, I just thought it's just a cool project, isn't it? Yeah. And I think people liked it. People did stay with us. I oh, remember yeah. that. People- and that felt good. People still ask us to do another one of those. I, that, that, I don't think, I don't know. That would be a huge undertaking to do that again. <laughs> be good though. Yeah. We could do a charity one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 Maybe. hour charity. If JK one, so. Rowling releases the Harry Potter encyclopedia, that'll be our 12 hour live show. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll page like through that. it live on the air for 12 hours. And JK yeah. Rowling is mandated to attend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. By the way, uh, Jamie, are you very active on Twitter at all? So I am a bit. I've noticed. Are you going to talk about all the sort of uh, uh, arguments she's had with people on there? Well, I just wanted to mention that I right before we started recording, I, I saw her tweeting to people. So I tweeted her from the MuggleCast account. I asked her to call in and leave a voicemail. So we're still waiting to see if she does that. <laughs> Let's hope she does. That would be cool. <laughs> ten years. Andrew, were you very clear that this was ten years yes. of us pay, paying homage to something she created? Used, yes. Jamie, I think he even used hashtag MogulCast10, which is our which is our hashtag. I wrote, oh, I wrote so. Joe, we're about to record our tenth anniversary episode. Call our hotline and leave us a message and I put the number. Well, she better do. <laughs> I mean honestly, what better thing does she have to do on a saturday evening exactly exactly that's well, what i'm saying tweeting, so absolutely you know it's funny like i really enjoy trolling her on twitter i do that a lot jamie well hold on a second jamie are you aware of the fact that andrew actually received a response from jk rowling on twitter mm-hmm. i i am not so tell me about that what, what was the context what happened well uh she what? she was um tweeting about saving the bbc and people were tweeting her their favorite bbc shows and uh i decided that i wanted to get her attention so i would say my favorite bbc show is the adaptation of her book the casual vacancy <laughs> even though i've never seen the tv show and i've never read the book either what what a kiss ass because <laughs> exactly, exactly so so i i said that and then she retweeted it and she added asterisk blushes so i made her blush or but maybe it, it was the fact that you were Andrew Sims, international podcaster extraordinaire. Yeah, but isn't it funny how like I've been we've been I've been doing MuggleNet, you know, since like two thousand four and I've never interacted with her. And then my first interaction is about the freaking casual vacancy. It's a lie. It's a big <laughs> Which lie. Which you haven't even lie. seen. Yeah. The thing is, we, we, we've really exhausted all other options in trying to get Joe's attention. There's no other way to do it. Right. Yeah. We can go right to her publicist, but they'll go, oh, I'm sorry. Miss Rowling is very busy right now. I'm sorry. We can't do that. <laughs> so you had to go that route. Well, you still got a reply. Yep. Exactly. Now, now- now you can say you guys are friends. Yeah. Well, I updated my Twitter bio. I, I put May JK Rowling blush once, and it's true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, continuing on with our favorite moments. Micah, what was one of your favorite moments? 
Hello? Probably, uh, hello. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you know, well, it's not like we had a couple days to plan for this or anything, but uh, I would say episode 200, I mean, that was really uh, a, a amazing opportunity to be able to interview David Heyman uh, and talk to him about all the work that he had done on the films and and I think at the time we were still waiting on Deathly Hallows so mm -hmm. uh it was uh just a great conversation and there's that moment that gets referenced many times on the show when we actually asked David to participate in the Dueling Club one of the segments that we've done on the show many times and uh he whooped your ass <laughs> he did whoop my ass i believe the the quote was when uh i chose bellatrix and he chose snape are you ready to admit defeat or something to that effect yeah yeah um, you want to admit defeat now he said <laughs> he got really into it he was what? really game for it i i think that just speaks to the the culture of of that particular group of people who are responsible for making the films and and just the fact that he was so gracious with his time he had spent somewhere close to 45 minutes or an hour with us when I think it was initially pitched as like 20 or 25 minutes. I think so and, too, yeah. And he just sat there talking about the series, something that really uh, changed his life. He had mentioned that if he had come to London or come back to London after living in the States for a while, just a few weeks later, he never would have gotten, or never would have seen the manuscript uh, for the first film. Uh, so... I think that uh, being able to do something like that and, and, and speak with somebody outside of J.K. Rowling, obviously, who was so integral um, in, in what we're podcasting about was, was really cool. Yeah, for sure. That was, uh, that was released, by the way. That was episode 200, um, which was I titled... I said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ad admit Defeat. It was it, titled Admit Defeat. It was Jamie. Uh, it was episode 200, in case you want to go listen later on. Oh, thanks, guys. I wasn't sure. Let me just check. 200? <laughs> uh, it's weird uh, that the 200th episode was five years ago. That seems uh, really strange. Yeah, that is weird. We kind <laughs> no, of decreased in... And, but but that that was uh one of my top experiences just knowing what we did for 200 knowing what we did for 100 100 episode 100 was the the big live show mm -hmm. tell us about that <laughs> i think a train is going by oh <laughs> yeah it was i i cut it out of the show thanks guys it's, it's me doing your post-production work for you uh hang on there's another one no, just being in London. This is why J.K. Rowling doesn't come on this show. She, yeah. she knows she's just going to get cut off by trains. We're, we're all over the place. Eric, it's okay. We can't even hear the yeah, trains. Yeah. I know okay, you mute so, it, but it's fine. So uh, London for book seven uh, was their big 100th episode. Episodes 100 and 101, um, which was the day after, after we'd read uh, parts of book seven. Just, just that entire experience, that trip to... Water, to be able to podcast from Waterstones, the live podcast where the ceiling was caving in on us uh, due to the excitement wow, of the fans cool. above, right? I mean, it's just everything about it, playing the final countdown after the episode left, getting the book, uh, meeting Jamie's dad. That was a uh, highlight for me. Ah, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, and uh, just how distraught you were, Jamie, man. You were in tears. We all wanted to be. Aww. We all wanted to be as sad and, and as visibly upset as you were, and I, we felt it. We all felt that coming together, what will happen 
next. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was, there, thing that was there was an episode 101. There was an episode 102. There was 200. There was, this is 200, what, Was there an episode 200? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> there was an episode 200, and David Heyman, producer of the Harry Potter films, came on uh, for us. But, but, but really, I, if I had to pick a favorite moment, it would be all of them. It would be being able to to do this with all of you. Um, some of you may know I, I got the uh, show logo tattooed on my right arm. Um, but I didn't, I, did, I didn't do it. I didn't it. know that. Oh, you don't know? Oh, yeah. There's, there's pictures. I got. I was in uh, Portland, Oregon, where apparently it's like the safest place to ever get a tattoo <laughs> without worry, uh, worrying about hepatitis. So I was like, okay, might as well. But I had to pick something that I wouldn't mind living with the rest of my life. And that was the, that was a big thing. The um, artist took me aside uh, and was like, listen, man, your kids are going to, as long as your kids know you, you're going to have this tattoo. And I, I didn't even have kids. I was like, I'm not even going to have kids for you. She's like, I know. But when they grow up, they will know you and you will always have this tattoo. And I'm thinking, oh, great. Got to pick a design that's going to mean something to me. And I picked the the mic bolt, the Aww. microphone lightning, because because the experiences that I've had through this podcast, and that's, and that's a big, big thing. I certainly, you guys talked about being introverts and... Um, I, I was otherwise, but I, I have to say it doesn't mean that I didn't still refine. I mean, I used this. This was the opportunity that came when I was 17. I was a bit older than than uh, some of the other hosts of this podcast, but I still – it was the first speaking opportunity, the opportunity to talk about things that I was extremely passionate about but otherwise would have had no – I mean it was, a, it was a mess at first. I really was able to refine – the way I think about things, the way I talk about things, and mm-hmm. to be greeted by such a, a community, but also to have you guys reeling me in and, and co-host. And I just remember episode four just taking the piss out of me for talking so much like I'm doing now. <laughs> but like really just you, you guys were the best friends to be doing this with from, mm-hmm. from the earliest stages and this, the mutual support, the mutual growth that we all experienced in, you know, as evidenced by where we've been and uh, the first hundred episodes especially but even since then it's a constantly evolving process that i'm thrilled to be a part of Mm -hmm. um so so certainly those big episodes but but every little one in between is still in a way my favorite oh well that was very nicely said you in saying that you you made me remember to the the i think eric you myself and laura did an episode just prior to episode 100 we interviewed andrew or well, maybe that was one ninety nine. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Oh, yeah, uh, that was that might have been one ninety nine. But we had we had gotten the uh, the deluxe edition cover for the for Deathly Hallows with the dragon. And, oh, this is this is where I got it way wrong. We picked and, out and what we, we opened up Fantastic Beasts and picked the dragon that it was. And we probably talked for ninety minutes about the Antipodean Opali, Opali and its yeah. significance uh, to what was going to happen in the final. Uh, book but it, it's just things like that the fact that we were able to talk 90 minutes breaking apart the the cover of the deluxe edition and then to I me maintain, although, i maintain that joe cheated on that one can we all agree jamie do you know about this episode this this antipodean opali so the gringotts dragon the one that's underneath gringotts and is is chained uh to the pole because they're clearly torturing and hasn't seen daylight in hundreds of years or however old it is. Um, that's the reason why it's actually, it's, I think it's blind. I think it's actually just blind. And yeah, so definitely it was, she yeah, said that though. She said it's got milky eyes. 
Yeah, yeah, but but that's the thing is because we took that as a cue for Fantastic Beasts. The description of the Antipodean Opali is that it has white eyes, that it's like pupils or or white or ever. So so we we thought it was obviously that specific uh, species of dragon, but it turns out it was another species entirely. It's just it's been blind um, due to the thing. So we were we were dead wrong for about ninety minutes, but. Yeah. Well, you've realized your errors now, haven't you? So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it was fun. It was all fun. It was always fun. I know you also just mentioned the London show, but just all the live shows that we were able to do in general, I think, you know, I, I wasn't able to to go to all of them, but uh, some that stand out, just New York City, the first time that we were all together, uh, for the most part, uh, to be able to do a show, uh, you know, around, what was it, Goblet of Fire at the time? Yeah, the premiere. And and all of us, I think the only time or one of the only times that we were all together was out in Los Angeles for the for the podcast awards, and uh, we did a show out there as well. And uh, you know, I think of Enlightening two thousand seven in Philadelphia. Uh, that was that was probably one of the coolest venues outside of maybe the Wizarding World that we've we've done a podcast at. Yeah. So we wanted to do something else special for this episode, which is. Um, Eric and Micah, I guess, came up with this idea. The big questions we never asked. So we went on Twitter and we said, what are some questions that have been lurking around the Harry Potter fandom for a while, but we never asked them here on the podcast? We got some interesting ones. I don't think these are the biggest questions we never asked, (laughs) (laughs) but there's some good questions here. This comes from uh, Seriously Emma. Why were the Weasleys the only Hogwarts students Harry ever saw at Platform Nine and Three Quarters? I don't know. I think I've definitely heard. Um, I've definitely read there are other people there, but I think she just talks about that because he uh, because they're the ones that he's looking out for. You know, they're his friends. Yeah, I I don't think there was any like any deeper reasoning behind it other than that. That was just the setting that they were put in. I don't know. I don't know. That that reminds me. Just just when you said deeper setting, there my thing just went off in my brain of the deepest setting thing I remember from the books, which was that you guys know Order of the Phoenix when the ward was the um, uh, died Llewellyn something. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, Dangerous died Llewellyn ward. That's and, it. Uh... That's it. And if you took the first word of each part of that it spelled out um creature dangerous die serious mm. and so if you saw that and i can't remember i think i read that in um who was what was the book called the galadriel oh, the, the ultimate unofficial guide to the mystery that was of the Harry one Potter. it was in there and i thought that was unbelievable tangent sorry let's move yeah. on no that was great actually speaking of order of the phoenix Pablo wrote in, what's that spell Dumbledore attempts to use against Voldy in the ministry? Great scene. Great scene. Great scene. Not so great in the movie, though. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. Special effects it up. The music stops and Voldemort's making weird noises and Dumbledore, I don't know, the water thing didn't, like, that's in the book, but it's just not, it didn't look good to me. No. So I, I feel I feel like there are a lot of spells that they use against each other, but uh, based on this link to Wikipedia, I'm just going to read straight from this book summary. 
It says, after Voldemort missed Dumbledore, Dumbledore then sent a powerful spell at Voldemort, one which the Dark Lord was forced to block with a silver shield. The spell did not harm the shield, but made a deep gong-like sound as it was deflected. Voldemort realized that the nature of the spell was not meant to kill him and, surprised, tried once again to kill Dumbledore. Yeah, so Dumbledore intentionally did not kill him, so it wasn't Avada Kedavra. Right. But he wouldn't use that spell, I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very possible. So, I think. Hmm. Why did Dumbledore want to keep him alive? Because Harry had to do it. Well, uh, yeah, partly, yeah. but but also because he's not. Oh, actually, I don't know. I want to say he's not. He's not a killer, you know. But I think <laughs> if, if push came to shove, you know, if you could, if you could kill Voldemort, you'd probably do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had him right there. But yeah, that was that was a great scene. My my favorite book too. I think way. I think it may point to the fact that Dumbledore knows more about Voldemort than he's letting on, right? Like he. I agree. Yeah. Even even in book six, when he's like, "I've just figured this out, Harry," about the Horcruxes, like he he knew beforehand, and so he would have known it was a futile attempt. Yeah. So I I am um, I like that question, but I I I guess we just don't know. That would have but to be. I think, a, hmm? No, I was going to say I think the point to to make here is that. You know, there's some higher thing. It's, it's there are these things that Joe puts in her writing like that, which is just makes you think. I think Eric's right. It just points to the fact that Dumbledore knows more as to what the spell was actually going to do. We can only speculate over whether it was going to make Voldemort look inwards or or, or, or something. You know, that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna kill him. But I think the main point is for him to think that Dumbledore isn't looking to kill him, and yeah. that's the surprise. Yeah, right. Not very wow. helpful, though, to the ministry. I mean, he's right there in the ministry, face to face, and <laughs> yeah, just get rid of him. Bye. But there, there is so much of that higher magic, though, that really like sort of went unanswered throughout the whole book series. That I'm hoping will be in the Fantastic Beast movie. Like, like the cave scene is a classic example of well, as well of when Dumbledore has to discern what it is you're supposed to do to. First of all, uh, you have to cut yourself to get in. Then, like where where he feels for the the boat chain. And pulls that, and he's like working on the potion. He's like humming to himself, according mm-hmm. to Harry. Like Harry's analysis is that there's some sort of musical element involved too. Just like that higher magic that Harry didn't come close to learning. They didn't come close to teaching it at Hogwarts, but yet there's no mention of a secondary school or like yeah, a but- tertiary school in the Harry Potter. It's like, what is that magic that is the higher level of magic? It's it's the plane that Dumbledore and Voldemort are operating on when they're attacking each other. Yeah, but, but can't you just accept the fact that he is operating on a plane that's so much higher than anybody else? And, yeah. and, and maybe the things that he ends up casting, the spells that he ends up casting are, are, are in ways his, his own creation. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a spell that's widely known by others in the wizarding world. Let's say he's just that good. And but, but, but people people I'm become that, that good. Uh, people become that good. Well, so he, like, I'm sure Voldemort has to know what that magic is to be able to deflect it. And certainly, no, horrors, I, I don't yeah. think that's true at all. I don't think he needs to know what it is. He just needs to recognize specific qualities about it, maybe which are easy to deflect. If you understand the way something is made, perhaps. Uh, he doesn't need to know exactly what the spell is. He just needs to try his best block or, or, or you know, something. And yeah. I guess that's why some people lose in in um, jewels because they make errors and they block 
they block like a B spell, which needs to be blocked with a B defense with an A defense or, or, or something. You know, I'm simplifying it, but yeah. it's all heavily nuanced. I think that's why it's so cool because yeah. you yeah. just don't you just don't get it. So it comes down to knowledge. Next question is from Spencer. Why weren't the Dursleys punished for their abuse towards Harry? I've got a theory on this one. I think that that Joe is so now pushing, you know, child welfare uh, across the world that perhaps she had a bee in her bonnet about the fact that so many children were suffering abuse and the child care system was failing them. And that was that was you know one of her ways of of showing it that um, and also it was very like secretive, like you know abuse. It wasn't really something that was going to get flagged up to a person in authority. And they they kind of did get punished by the story, but yeah. it's a fair point. You know they they should. Well, I mean the only person who could have reported it was probably Harry or maybe a member of the Weasley family. I guess if Harry told them about it, but. Harry had bigger problems to deal with and I mean really once once he got that Hogwarts letter uh, and once he started going to Hogwarts he wasn't really abused after that right but yes as a child it definitely I mean they well, sent it was, him it's far more for... mental abuse than anything else like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I mean look we all grew up in the 80s that's like mm. you, you you know life was tough what does that mean? We all grew up under. I, don't, the I didn't grow up in the eighties. I don't. I, you know. I got a bedroom. I didn't sleep under the stairs. So, uh. <laughs> no, J- Jamie, I, you're one just, of the lucky ones. I'm just joking, but I I, I think that uh, why weren't they punished? It, it, I think the point that was just made the, about them being punished throughout the story. I, I think that uh, you know it, it, Dudley, to me, you know, if, if you're looking from the outside, right. Petunia and Vernon treat Dudley just fine. I mean, they're. I mean, some would say that they you know, really spoiled their child and and you know raised a horrible child because they just didn't know any better. But I, it's it's hard to it's hard to know. I mean, I, was the was the abuse ever even reported? I mean, that's the, right, that's the thing. Or, or who would have, who would have been able to witness it, especially? Uh, you know, think about Aunt Marge. I mean, that she was probably worse to to Harry than she than was. Most. Yeah. Um, so if you were if you were banking on other family members coming in and and trying to uh, help Harry out, I mean, there just there just wasn't anybody there to be able to to I, uh, help him. I think Jamie nailed it too. Um, she may have been trying to bring awareness to the issue, mm-hmm. and that's that was her way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and magic was the great equalizer for Harry. I mean, yeah. once they knew that, you know, they always knew that th- there was this chance that he was going to become a wizard and they tried to keep him from becoming that. And but once that finally came through, the tables were switched and, you know, he he, he gained at least a little bit of an upper hand and that grew throughout the course of the story. And by the way, jumping back to my point, one more moment, the part of the awareness was it going unreported not even just the abuse happening so exactly yeah all right moving on one more question this is from christina why don't why didn't other international wizards come to help battle voldy he was trying to take on the whole world of magic after all that's a good point it is a good point some did didn't they but 
I think that, you know, it's an international relations thing, really, isn't it? Some countries just don't want to get involved or they ignore the issue (laughs) or, you know, let's talk academically about this. I was just going to guess from a photo or a storytelling perspective, there's not room to do that. There was already so much going on during, I assume she's talking about during the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, and uh, and even so, then, that that could be that could be a timing thing, right? I mean, think about how quickly that yeah. happened. You don't have time to call in reinforcements necessarily. But I, I mean, just wait, wait, sorry, that- sorry, wait, sorry. This isn't. We are talking about a world where people can disappear from one place and reappear at a new place <laughs> automatically they don't need to catch a flight from o'hare to Heathrow and then get the train up and get the train up to scotland that's a good I think point you could, i think it's you good... could i think you could call them reinforcements if you want to. <laughs> you could you could so you know what blame dumbledore for not i mean really kind of rallying well, he died about a year before the battle of Hogwarts. well to, on, to the point you've got a plan right? No, no, you got a plan. He had the opportunity to plan. He knew what was eventually going to happen. He he was such a factor in the end game, even though he wasn't around. So but Dumbledore can do can only do so much to stress what international magical cooperation, right? That's his his year but, but, four okay, uh, well, thing. Let's also look at the fact of the corruption that was taking place in the ministry. Yes, and if if anybody was going to help prepare for this fight and reaching out to have others, you know, join. In, in the battle against Voldemort, it would have been the ministry. And yeah, presumably for, other countries will have their own ministries that they do. Can, she definitely said but, that. Yeah. But wasn't, you know, Fleur and Victor, they were there at the final battle. Uh, and they also married, I mean, not maybe not Victor, but I mean, Fleur married into the family that but, Harry's but best friend. But they were friend. key characters as well. So they, yeah, they, they, had, they had to had come to back to complete their but, stories. Yeah. I would also argue that the international community wasn't widely developed outside of the Quidditch World Cup. I mean, so you, yeah. are you just going to say all of a sudden, no, you know, here comes here comes the, the U.S. Navy. <laughs> here come, the Wizard well, Not Navy. the Navy, but the, well, but the Air Force, you know, or whatever. And and so it would it would just be really, really weird, I think, you know, and and like looking at characters like Madame Maxime, right? She she understood, but how many of of Bo Batons really understood how much of Durmstrang having Karkaroff as their head really would go and fight on the side of of Harry as opposed to Voldemort, knowing who Karkaroff was. There's no guarantee that there would have been others out there that would have rallied that quickly to the cause. Mm-hmm. For me, it's uh, just about sort of assessing the threat of Voldemort. He was bent on world domination or whatever but but really he was confined at the time to britain and i think it's really about trying to considering the ministry of magic worked against people's awareness um to the threat Mm -hmm. excuse me (laughs) eric i promise you it's okay to talk through the train it's okay i I prefer not hogwarts Hogwarts express in the background (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, that's what you should call. I uh, I really feel like there was a lot of misinformation and and people the the threat that Voldemort posed was not just fully accepted by international communities. It's like oh he's there in Britain he's kind of contained, you know like just knowing he didn't spread all of his Horcruxes in other countries. They were all in Britain, all within a very sh- small geographic location too. So there was really no need to expand the books into the other countries so much and i i think it's it's just a consequence of the story being told in a smaller country that there's not a 
a wider. I, I, I'm trying not to be offensive here, but you no, know, the story came and went in Britain, You're not right, right, and yeah, and and so it's and and due to the fact that the wizarding community makes up a much smaller portion of the of people on the planet to begin with, then you have questions raised about. Um, what that would even look like, other people from other countries coming, other wizards, you know, trying to fight. I mean, and if there was just not enough room for it in the book, too. I mean, yeah. that's that's my, that's my reason. Look, look yeah, if anybody could have written it, right? If anybody if, if, have, Yeah, that's, I will It would have been that. her. She would have written it in a very, you know, all of a sudden here come the Chinese, the Australians, you know, you know, the, whoever, right? And, and, but even oh, now, the last couple of weeks, we learned the Salem Witches Institute isn't where kids in America go to study. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, right. It's somewhere no, else. It's, she, it, it was a so. joke. So let's move on. I do like this idea for a segment, though. We should do it more regularly. I think this is a good way to... It's a great segment. Yeah. Great segment. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So it's time now for some favorite moments from you, the listener. Uh, we went on Twitter, twitter.com slash MuggleCast and facebook.com slash MuggleCast. What is your favorite moment from the show? I see Chris here said his favorite moment was the Bob fail. <laughs> now i honestly i i, I forget this <laughs> bob failed 2009 you don't remember no oh, i didn't remember this one Wait, what's, what's the short version because i actually googled bob fail muggle cast and it's on know your meme <laughs> oh my god yeah there was, a, there was a guy there was a guy in the news his name was bob and he said something disparaging towards harry potter fans and during a live show we you specifically andrew called him out on it yeah because he I screwed believe, up the spelling of one of the books it was something to horrible it was an egregious it was a newbie error it was a rookie mistake uh -huh. um not that this guy i think this guy was saying something disparaging about harry potter fans but but yeah we called him out on it it was this big thing on we just happened to be doing a live show at the time can't remember what for i have a vague only a vague recollection at best about it but yeah it was a big it was a big jump on this person kind of thing it's like all the things we couldn't do to laura mallory because we were afraid we did to this poor bob guy somewhere mm -hmm. um and made a meme out of it so soprano swag 33 said anything with micah mm. <laughs> wow who who put this agenda together right <laughs> but, but then uh this person added actually when micah refollowed rolling that was definitely one of my favorite moments so jamie yeah. and people who don't know it, it, it micah was refusing to follow jk rolling for the longest time because and rightfully so she was boring on twitter she wasn't doing anything and then what was it was a it was a monumental episode, Micah. What was it? Which Big one did one. you? Was it? Our, it was our return, right? Like our return to monthly episodes, yeah, like five episodes ago. It's, it's yeah, not, not long ago, but so she he refollowed J.K. Rowling, and it just it felt right. All was well. All was well. <laughs> Any comments about that, Micah? I'm still following her. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> said, but there's like a but I'm waiting for the but like oh I reserve the right to unfollow her again if she continues if she returns to being uninteresting <laughs> that's my Micah impression by the way I can't believe we've gotten 281 episodes without my Micah impression on this show too fast too fast <laughs> yeah. Roxanne says going to a couple leaky mugs in LA and bringing home this poster after one of them so yeah we, d uh, we did a joint podcast with our friends at Pottercast uh, over the years; those were a while ago. We haven't done. One Are they still somewhere. going? Um, I don't think so. 
Is is the leaky cauldron still going? Uh, what? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Why don't you go to the website? <laughs> I find I'm out. going to. I'm going to <laughs> right the now. Le- the leaky cauldron was rebranded leakynews.org. Um, no. And it well, wasn't? It, no. Well, it was still- like, I can go to the leakycauldron.org right now, and it's called the leakycauldron.org. Oh, really? It doesn't redirect to leaky wow. news? No. We really know our stuff. This must sound <laughs> okay. very impressive. It's a non Mugglecast question. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, true, true. So yeah, those joint podcasts were fun. All the live podcasts we did were a lot of fun. But yeah. I've got a question about this poster that I've just seen. I really like this poster, but we've, <laughs> we've called it the the leaky mug, yeah. and the mug isn't leaking. It's like fully fully put together. But it's cracked. It's, it's cracked. It's cracked. Oh yeah, it's cracked. Yeah. I did. I just saw that. I just saw cracked that. With a you're, you're meant bolt. to believe that you're looking at a leaky mug, which we had the smarts to not put liquid into. <laughs> so why is it not called the crack mug? <laughs> Because they're not the crack cauldron dot org. <laughs> the crack cauldron. I feel like that user, that was taken at some point. Oh, yeah. The Yo, early man, drug entrepreneurs the, on the website. Welcome to the crack cauldron. <laughs> we got crackpot theories about Harry Potter. There you go. You tied it in. Well, we smoke crack. That sounds alarmingly good. <laughs> I wonder if J.K. Rowling would go on the crack cauldron podcast. The crack should be mug. All, should be up for that. That's all we got to do. Crack cast. I I do like this design though. I really. Do you guys know who did, who designed this? Was it like someone we know? Um, I think it was Kelly. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Kelly Egan. Yep. Oh, Shout out to her. Me. She did a lot of art for us in the early stages. So um, more. These are from Facebook. Cat said, "Ah, the memories. This was my gateway podcast." <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of crack. <laughs> Speaking of drugs. Perfect. <laughs> I love the bit where we heard Jamie. I think it was singing every time we touch in Vegas. That was a true Jamie classic moment. Man, that that was insane. I've got a photo somewhere from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think I blanked out for a couple of minutes during that or something. It's I true. think I hit my head on the ceiling. <laughs> At some point, too, actually. No, Jamie, the ceiling hit you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Classic yeah. Chuck Norris. Yeah, um, yeah. That that was uh, that was cool. That was. A, I'll was... tell you what. That was a nice hotel room as well. Mm-hmm. Jamie was obsessed with Sweet. Cascadas every time we touch, and he bounced up and I mean bounced up and down on the bed. Isn't there a photo of him midair? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. My eyes look wild. If you go deep into Facebook, you can probably find it. I think it's on there. I think it's on there. And I remember we were at. Um, it was that trip, but it wasn't at that hotel. It was the one we were at before that, the um, Aladdin one. Mm-hmm. And we were outside um, when it was really hot near the pool, and that song came on. Um, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is." You know, this is like come full circle here. But Andrew, you and Ben weren't uh, there because that was the time you guys were sleeping till like 11 a.m. And I was like, why don't you come out? It's hot and the pool's nice and stuff. <laughs> I think we all had a couple of arguments over that. I, I found the photo, Jamie. We'll have to put that on Bugglecast. Put it in the show Facebook. notes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so moving along, Russell said Jamie's jokes. I'm glad we got one Excellent. in earlier. Yeah. one for you, Russell. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed this one, and you got it. Unlike Andrew, hopefully you're up on your fish, fish, your fishes. <laughs> Mallory <laughs> says, "Finally meeting you all at Infinitus 2010." Yeah, the Harry Potter conferences were very good. Uh, Carrie said, "Mine was your tour after Deathly Hallows. I got to meet you all in Pittsburgh." Sarah said, "Don't let it be July." 
Jamie's underwear ending up in Andrew's sister's dresser. Well, I forgot about that. Oh, I did. How did that happen? <laughs> Probably because we were doing your laundry at my house and your underwear somehow got tossed into my sister's laundry bin or something. And that was that. Mystery. Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on quickly. <laughs> Keaton said, this was my gateway podcast too. Thanks, guys. Random like. I don't know what that means. Oh, um, but his favorite or her favorite moment is Andrew's idea for an astronomy tower of terror at Universal. That is mm. clever, Andrew. Thank yeah, you. I, I like still that. stand by that idea. Definitely. That would be good. That mm-hmm. would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, you haven't been to Universal, have you? Oh, I have a long time ago with my family. And was it with Wizarding World? Was it since the Wizarding World? Oh, oh, no, no. no oh, you that. must see it. It's I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I I also haven't been to the um, experience here either. At least, oh man, the oh, you gotta tour. go to that. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Rachel says the one that sticks out in my mind is when Andrew sang "Good Morning Hogwarts School" to the tune of "Good Morning Baltimore." Oh, there you go. I remember Andrew. You went through that craze of really liking hairspray when there was yeah. all you could talk about. I remember yeah. that. But yeah, that was an important uh, summer for my sexuality. I feel. good morning hogwarts school uh jasmine said oh my god when david Heyman destroyed micah in dueling club there you go uh kara said that time andrew accidentally said the f word and you started a show out apologizing and matt goes wait what's the f word is it fecal matter (laughs) okay (laughs) weird Gabriella says, I love the show you did for the release of Deathly Hallows. I couldn't go, but I loved listening to it from home. Wow, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I remember the old days. Help me go through so many things. It would be an extremely long post. To sum it up, you're amazing. I love the show, and I'm so glad you continued to do it. Thank you, Gabriella. There's a really long one here. Did we want to read this, Micah? Uh, It's the last one. Let's do it. Okay, who wants to read it? Somebody else. Eric, shoot. Not me. It mentions (laughs) me. Don't, don't, not me. Well, it doesn't it Micah, mention all sure. of us? All right, I'll go. Jamie, let's split it down the middle. All right. Or we could take a word each. <laughs> <laughs> let's try that. No. But uh, seriously. Muggle cat. No, go ahead. Yep. All right. Um, we also uh, heard from Amanda Walters over on Facebook, and she said, Mugglecast, has it really only been 10 years? It feels so much longer that you've been a part of my life. I can still remember listening to you all for the first time, a 17-year-old going through the final year of high school, about to find their place in the world. And that place was hard to find. There were times I wondered if it was worth looking for. But Harry Potter kept me going. Through it all, I was never alone. I had you to talk to. Back in the days when I didn't own an iPod and would download the show and burn it to a CD to play in my Discman. Wow. You were my friends keeping me company through regular hospital stays. And you were the voices that inspired me to find more Harry Potter friends. Soon I was in Harry Potter meetup groups, ones I would one day go on to lead. As life settled into a regular nine-to-five day, I could always count on you to keep me awkwardly laughing on public transport. I did eventually get an iPod and promptly filled it with MuggleCast. Then the day came that I found I could thank at least one of you in person. MuggleCast was coming down under. And I did. I attended MuggleCast down under, Eric's solo Aussie appearance. Seeing Eric in solo shows seemed to become the norm, as after years of listening to you all talk about different exciting events in America, 
I made the trip myself to Ascendio 2012. Eric would be there holding another solo show, and I was proud to help as official, quote, slideshow button pusher. Yes, she was excellent at that, by the way. In 2014, I would finally be assured that other muggle casters were not a figment of my imagination when I was able to meet Micah at LeakyCon. Coaching them through the ridiculous line for Gringotts was amusing. It was well worth waiting for. And by the way, yes, she did an amazing cosplay as Bellatrix Lestrange. So to have Bellatrix with us as we went on the Gringotts on ride the Gringotts for the first ride time was, cool. That's cool. was very, very cool. Uh, Mugglecast and I have been on an amazing journey together. We've grown, evolved, and flourished. The journey will never be done. Even as you grow quieter, there are memories and friends I'll be forever grateful for. Thank you to everyone ever involved, people who submitted mail and chicken soup for the MuggleCast Soul, every editor and transcriber, but particularly thanks to Andrew, Micah, Eric, Laura, Jamie, Matt, Ben, Elisa, Kevin, and anyone else that ever graces the show, guest or otherwise. Lots of love to you all. Looking forward to the future to come. Happy birthday, MuggleCast. Thank that you, man. Is a that really was really nice. Mm-hmm. They were, that was very nice. Yeah. Thank you. I like that one. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. And thanks for allowing me to read half. I enjoyed that as well. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for when Jamie was going to jump in. Yeah, I was waiting for my uh, turn. Go ahead, Jamie. I, I will say, to be fair, I will say, I will say, to be fair, Jamie uh, joined me down under uh, because he didn't make the connection. Recorded segment. Do you remember this, Jamie? And I got to tell you, the Melbourneites really loved it. Really? Were they good? Yes. Were they yes. on the money with it? They 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 were they were they worked they racked their brains uh, <laughs> trying to make those those ridiculous connections. No. Well, look, and- that was actually going to be one of my uh, favorite moments as well that I was going to say, mm-hmm. coming up with just ludicrous ones and seeing everyone struggle. There was a there was an, there was an element of enjoyment there, guys. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> but Jamie, you also mentioned Chuck Norris earlier. Didn't we have a segment on the show? Dumbledore with- Norris jokes, right? Yeah, Dumbledore oh, yeah. facts. Man. Dumbledore facts. Uh, I, I enjoyed those a lot as well. So quickly to wrap up the show, of course, uh, this has been a non-traditional show, but uh, there have been a couple news items. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, it's going to be filming very, very, very soon. It seems like there's sets going up. It leaves then, you know, the, um, the, the cast has been coming together. Colin Farrell has joined the series as a character named Graves. Yes. And as usual with, with all of these castings, we don't really know anything about these characters, but, um, pretty significant. Colin Farrell is a very well-known actor. He's in true detective right now, which wraps up on Sunday. So, so I, I'm really excited about Colin Farrell joining this, but but again, this is difficult because we don't know anything about um, the movie. But right. I think him at him adding to it is 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 a good thing. Can only be a good thing because he's a good actor. I'm picturing him as a a Hagrid type. <laughs> Obviously not in size, but I don't know. He just seems like he could play like a grumbly, smoky, uh, wizard to me. It's it's really funny um, you say that. I can't help but think of the movie that he's in with Brendan Gleeson, uh, who, of course, played Mad-Eye, uh, called In Bruges, and Ray Fiennes is also in it. Have any of you guys seen In Bruges? 
I haven't. I've heard good things about it, though. It's 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 incredible, but it's also incredibly dark. It's this the most dry, dark comedy you'll ever find, but it's incredibly funny. Hmm. And if you want to see Harry Potter cast members uh, acting alongside Colin Farrell, which is kind of like a good connection now that he's been cast in Fantastic Beasts, highly recommended. Both Rafe Fiennes and Brendan Gleeson uh, do a great job uh, in that. So does Colin Farrell. I'll catch that then. Yeah, it's it's probably my favorite Colin Farrell thing. Two other brief mentions. Uh, somebody else got picked up named Jen Murray and Ezra Miller, who Ooh. actually co-starred in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is very good, um, opposite Emma Watson. So kind of a little Harry Potter connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about that open casting call on the last episode. They were looking yes. for a young girl, and now she has been found. Again, though, we, you know, her name was Mod, her, the character's name is Modesty. Um, and, uh, the role went to a girl named Faith Wood Blagrove. So, so. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who, um, is it Jen Murray looks like? Who does she look like who's been in Harry Potter? Uh, Ivana Lynch? Yeah. Yeah, she does a little bit, doesn't she? I think I she really that. does. Yeah, I think she really especially in like that her. picture. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she's knowing that uh, there's a connection between Luna Lovegood and uh, Newt Scamander. She ends up marrying his what grandson? Uh, right, right. I don't know. Maybe there is yeah. a connection. Yeah, but... hey, I've got an, an an unconnected question because I'm viewing all these stories on Hyperbole, Andrew. Mm-hmm. When are you going to get Infinite Scroll? This is annoying. I'm scrolling down. I can't <laughs> even get to the next article. Oh, oh what's this old website? <laughs> We actually did try to set that up, but it wasn't working too well. So, sorry. Yeah. Guess you're gonna have to Get click, on it. go back to the homepage, like every, like, like you know, like we're living in the '90s. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> I will, I will say, it feels good to to actually have this little bit of discussion on current news because we we're getting casting information for an upcoming Harry Potter film, which we know nothing about. Right. It feels, in a way, like coming full circle. Uh, yeah. knowing that knowing that after 10 years of Harry Potter podcasting, we're it's getting back news. to some of the, the same and some of the same types of news. I mean, movie casting pretty soon will have a trailer or I mean, not pretty soon. It's still got a film, but <laughs> it just all of that is is coming. And it's going to it's kind of you'll still have members of our generation who grew up with Harry for the first time. But then you'll have a whole new generation as well of kids born in the 90s on the Internet now who are, are going to also be picking up our podcast so i I don't know if it's a really good place to be at 10 years into the game i think yeah and i I mentioned i was at a party last night that i didn't actually hate i was kidding but i was talking (laughs) with a bunch of people who of course are big harry potter fans and somebody a couple years older than me was showing me pictures he's about to get a harry potter tattoo um and, and just everybody was still talking about Harry Potter so passionately. I broke the news to somebody that Dumbledore was over a hundred and ten years old when he died. Like people just still have really great conversations about Harry Potter, and still people are still so passionate. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Fantastic Beasts and how that all plays out. I I, I I'm still hesitant to get really excited because of course. Nothing will be able to match what the Harry Potter series was. I- I'm trying to picture a scenario in where in which Fantastic Beast is going to have like this epic villain and this these epic themes. I mean, we'll see. We hope so. And we have faith in J.K. Rowling. She's the screenwriter. But um, 
It'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. But I think it's dangerous for us to set up. I, thought, I think it's a healthy thing you're doing, not trying to judge it in comparison to uh, the books and the films. Because mm-hmm. it's just going to be different, isn't it? Good but different. Yeah. 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 So on that note, thank you, everybody, for listening. Special shout out to, of course, all of the hosts over the past 10 years. Um, did you get voicemails? or We did. We're going to play them. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not questions. They're just right. They're they're gotcha. they're messages. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, everybody who's listened over the past ten years. Of course, this isn't like a goodbye or anything. Or we're, we're still releasing a new episode every month. Jamie, thanks so much for coming on. It was so good to hear from you. This was this was fun. Should we do oh, this good. again sometime? Yeah, yes. maybe. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, maybe. I, wasn't, okay. I, I was kind of <laughs> unsure if you were even alive. Don't call us. We'll call oh, well, you. Well, so you were you were unsure if I was alive. Well, thanks for checking. The, oh, the well. first thing I hear is, "Can you come on a show?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's just using you for your voice. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm fine. Thanks for checking. I enjoyed that a lot. Let's right. do that again. Jamie, by the way, we should have mentioned this, is engaged now. So congratulations to you, Jamie. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're going to buy a house, I heard. Yeah, it's all happening. Congratulations on the house. It's all adult, isn't it? You, you you have an extra room there for the MuggleCast studio, right? Absolutely. I need to get the soundproofing and the yeah. popping screens and the mics. And uh, then I just need an invite. <laughs> uh, you know you're always welcomed on the show. I'll take you up on that. Okay, good. All right. And um, anything else to say, guys? Nope. Okay. Uh, just, well, uh, here's, to just an- a- here's to another 10. Yeah, I agree. I think here's to another ten. It it it, it feels so n- natural from my point of view to be back on. Yeah. You know, even though I haven't been on for ages, it feels it it, it really just being on it has. I've remembered stuff that we talked about when we were going through the high the high times of, yeah. of the podcast. so it, it you know it's amazing to be back and it brings up all these memories so thanks everyone for listening yeah. um now and and in the past and hopefully into the future it's it's great to be back yeah. i really mean that. i think and the reason one of the reasons we still do this is because it still works really well like as you just said it felt very natural and this podcast does and you can, it can, i can't say that for every podcast i've done <laughs> mm so all right well thank you again everybody so much it means the world to us that you've been listening for 10 years and that uh we've 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 uh you know that we've been there for you guys being your harry potter friends we will always all be harry potter friends and it's just beautiful so uh now we'll listen to some great messages from listeners to close out the show but wait but wait are we not doing the famous ending no i was just about to oh right okay sorry i got worried there (laughs) (laughs) I thought things had moved on. <laughs> no, no, no. We've changed. You don't like the show anymore, do you, now that we don't yeah. do that outro? So uh, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Jamie Lawrence. Beautiful. Look at that. We'll that felt great. Next time, we'll see everybody next time for episode 282. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Mufflecast. Uh, my name is Amy, and I'm calling from New England. Um, and I just wanted to say, first of all, congratulations. And my memory of the show is I was really young when you guys first started, so I didn't actually listen. But I remember one of my best friends did, and she would always tell me what you guys had talked about on the show. Um, so I was in eighth grade when I started really listening every week. And I remember that was the year my grandma passed away also. So it was really nice to just be able to go listen to some old episodes and every week have a new one. Um, just because it was something I loved so much and you guys always made me laugh. Um, so now I'm a freshman in college, so it's been about six years. So Muggle Cast all the way through high school and on all my rereads of the books. Listening to your show, it definitely reminded me why I loved Harry Potter in the first place. So thanks for being such an awesome show and I can't wait to hear more from you guys. Bye. Hello, this is Christina from Texas. I wanted to congratulate you all um, on 10 years of um, Maltas. I've listened since the beginning, and it's really changed uh, how I read literature, um, so much so that I study now uh, literature in college and getting a master's degree uh, in English literature. Um, thank you for all the great memories, and um just being a chance to um, listen all these years and hopefully there'll be many more. Thank you. Hi, MuggleCast. My name is Amy and this is the 10th year of me listening to MuggleCast. I've been listening to MuggleCast since I was 8 years old, so that means I just turned 18. But Harry Potter has meant so much to me. I was always that kid in the back of the room who was reading. I learned how to read at a very, very young age. I was reading Harry Potter when I was five or six. And it just is a really, really amazing, amazing series for me. And I've really grown up with it. And it's just helped me throughout my entire schooling career and just through everything and listening all the time to MuggleCast just made me feel, you know, not so much alone because I was always that little girl who was reading really advanced books for <laughs> my age. And yeah, it just was great. So thank you, Muggle Cast, and thank you, Harry Potter. Hey, my name is Nidhi from Puerto Rico. I love your show. These 10 years are been awesome. Being part of you, being part of Harry Potter fandom, I love the show, and I spent 10 more years. Have a good day, and have a good program today. Hey, MuggleCasters. My name is Jasmine, and I'm calling from British Columbia, Canada. I was really late to the Harry Potter fandom and didn't listen to my first episode of MuggleCast until 2010. I never would have realized how complex the books are without MuggleCast and their infamous chapter-by-chapter segments. Whenever I have a bad day, I always pull on my headphones and listen to an old episode, which instantly makes me feel better. MuggleCast has also led me to other amazing podcasts as well. I will always love MuggleCast and really look forward to the upcoming episodes with Fantastic Beasts getting underway. Thanks so much, and happy, great 10 years of podcasting. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, this is Emily from Montana. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, you guys are the reason that I understand that there is a Harry Potter fandom. I felt alone until I really, really 
started listening to you guys and understood that there are people out there just as crazy about the series as I am. And thank you so much for 10 years. You guys are amazing. Hi, this is Holly from McDonough, Georgia. Just calling to say how much I love Bubblecast and how much you guys have meant to me throughout the past eight years that I have listened to the program. I would like to say that y'all totally got me through the hard times of medical school. Thanks, guys. Hi, it's Brittany from Florida. I always enjoyed listening to you guys during the summers while I was working at a greenhouse, also while I did my workouts and on my road trips. Um, I'll be at the Harry Potter Park this weekend, actually, so I'm super hyped about Harry Potter at the moment. Um, I've gone through all of your episodes twice now, so I just want to say thanks for everything. It's been a great 10 years. Hey, MuggleCast. It's Catherine from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I just wanted to say congrats on 10 years. I've been here with you for most of them, all of them, really. Um, but so long that I remember downloading those first, you know, probably 50 or so episodes on my dial-up internet. So that was an adventure in itself to download an hour-long, sometimes more, podcast on dial-up internet. Um, so have a great day. Bye. Hi, MuggleCasters. My name is Sarah, and I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I started listening to MuggleCast actually five years ago this month, so that's pretty cool. It was the summer after I turned 11, and my sister and I traveled to the Wizarding World, and she introduced me to MuggleCast on the flight over, and I've loved it ever since. You guys are amazing. Um, I've definitely grown up with Harry Potter since I'm now 16. I was young when all of the books and most of the movies came out, and I had much older siblings who went to most of the midnight premieres of the books and movies, um, and I actually went to the last two movie midnight premieres, which was cool. Um, I think Harry Potter is such a special story and fandom that is like no other, and I think that's why it holds such a special place in my heart. I fell in love with the story and the characters from a young age, and it was one of the things that shaped my childhood. Uh, ask any of my friends what my favorite book series is, and they'll know right away. Uh, thank you, MuggleCast, for your dedication and love of Harry Potter and for your wonderful personalities. Happy 10th anniversary. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. It's uh, Joe from Massachusetts calling. Uh, this is pretty weird. It's been 10 years, and uh, I've been listening since I was 13, I believe, back in 2007. So, yeah, it's been eight years of me listening to MuggleCast. I'm going to be turning 21 next month, so that's pretty crazy. Um, and I'm still a huge Harry Potter fan to this day. It's just weird that you guys have still kept the podcast going this long, even if uh, all the original members aren't still uh, recording every episode. We know that you guys still uh, love doing what you do. And uh, Eric and Mike actually introduced me to Game of Thrones through Game of Thrones, and I listen to that too. So thanks, guys. Uh, congratulations on 10 years, and happy birthday, MuggleCast. Hi, guys. My name is Kara, and I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania. Like many others, MuggleCast led me to my involvement with MuggleNet, and I'm proud to be an editor for Alohomora. I've always wanted you guys to know what an impact you had on my life as a teenager. During the summer of 2007, my mom died after a long battle with cancer. I was only 17 and felt really alone, but I remember that I could always count on MuggleCast to cheer me up and make me laugh. You all became like friends to me during the darkest point of my life, and I'll be forever grateful. You guys should be so proud to have created such an amazing show and impacted the fandom in such a meaningful way. Congrats on 10 years, 
And as long as you keep recording, I'll keep listening. Thank you so much for everything. Hey, MuggleCast. My name is Katie from Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. I just wanted to say that I love you guys. I've loved you for 10 years. You guys are my favorite podcast, and I want to congratulate you guys on 10 years. Thanks. Hi, this is Grace from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I'm just calling to say that uh, I just want to extend a really big thank you and a heartfelt congrats on the 10 years. And, uh, you know, MuggleCast was always that best friend that I needed when I was a teenager. And now that I'm a young adult, it's one of the best memories of my life. So thank you guys for always being there. Hey, MuggleCast. I'm Kelly from Massachusetts. And MuggleCast, for me, has been a way to think intellectually about Harry Potter and has shown me that I'm not the only crazy Harry Potter nerd in the world. So thank you guys for the 10 years that you've helped me with this. I hope for 10 more. Bye.